everybody, and a very pleasant good day to you, wherever you may be. My name is Jacob Norling, and welcome to my podcast next year. I am a senior play-by-play broadcaster at Westmont College, and for me, getting a front-row seat to some of the greatest athletes that Westmont has to offer has inspired me to pursue a platform outside of broadcasting, which allows me to get more in-depth and more personal with, in my opinion, some of Westmont's greatest protagonists. And today, we have a treat as one of the coaches that originally gave me the idea to make this podcast just because I thought it'd be cool if everybody in the sports community at Westmont could get to know him better. So with the winningest coach in Westmont College baseball history, with Coach Ruiz, off we go with next year. All right, Coach, we'll jump right into it. I appreciate you being here today. And I guess talking about the team and your season so far, obviously a little mixed results so far outside of conference, but inside the conference winning three of four your first couple weekends in the GSAC, I guess. How are we feeling about that? Yeah, I think I'd love to address both. I mean, it's a it's a unique experience uh, coming off of last year, you know, graduating with 15 yeah. guys. That's a lot of personalities to leave a team. Mm-hmm. And um, we miss those guys a ton. Uh, but any year, you know, you graduate guys and you lose a piece of who you are and new guys come in and returning guys sort of their personality becomes maybe uh, a little bit more um, prevalent in terms of their leadership and things like that. So you, you always know the dynamics are going to change, but when you lose 15 guys, you really don't know what to expect. And um, and so this year's team is totally different from last year's team in terms of the makeup of who we are. Uh, but coming into that, we also knew we were going to be relatively inexperienced in some areas. And I've said that a few times in some different places. And uh, um, I think you've seen that play out mostly in our, in our non-conference schedule. You know, it's figuring out where our lineup should be, um, who fits where, uh, what roles are the right roles for certain guys, what does the bullpen dynamic look like. And so we've tried some things. We've matured a ton, I think, through that process. I'd also say arguably probably the toughest non-conference schedule we've yeah. played in my 11 years here. And uh, with the, with a, a team that, that brought on so many new young guys, um, I think Kruger, you know, who you interviewed last, uh, I think he's the, the only transfer in this class. Um, and so... Looking at that, you know, I say in, we're a month or so into our season, and we're probably a lot farther along than uh, than I than I would have imagined at this point. Um, I'm really happy with the progress we've made. You've seen our teams yeah. from week one to today. I think we're we're much improved, although we still have a long way to go. Um, and then in conference, you know, we've been a lot more consistent. Mm-hmm. Consistency has been an issue for this team. We've pitched pretty well across the board, mm-hmm. um, defense and offense. Just you know, we're hot and cold at times. Yeah. Um, but we're finding a way to be more consistent in conference, and that's probably why you see the six and two record there. And I got to give a lot of credit to our pitchers; they've mm-hmm. kept us in games, and and our defense have, has continued to improve. And you know, our offense has been spotty. We have the firepower, but um, when when we're firing on all cylinders, we can beat anybody. And we're learning that now. It's just about being consistent mm-hmm. with that. So yeah. Yeah, and. If you can figure out how to win a game four on Saturday, then you guys be undefeated right now. It's, oh man, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. no Fort question. Yeah. yeah, no question about it. We have freshman Ryan Humphreys who is pitching his butt off mm-hmm. on Saturdays and just doing an amazing job. And uh, I think if I did the if I'm doing the math right, collectively over the last three weekends on game fours, mm-hmm. so that's three three seven inning games. Yeah. We have a combined five hits. Yeah. 
Uh, and uh, I don't know if I've said that to Humphreys yet, but I'm sure he's looked at the stats and he knows it. Uh, but I got to give him credit, man. He's dug in there, and uh, he's just. You know, we talk a lot about it's it's a it's a team game full of individual yeah. jobs, and you just got to do your your job individually really well, so that the guys around you um, can do their job well, and you can't worry about what what's going on with the other people's jobs. And that's for a true freshman to be able to handle himself with the poise and composure yeah. he has. It's been really really impressive. Um, and I think our, our pitching staff's only getting stronger with the, with Cody McLean. Yeah, you know, finally getting back on the mound this week. That's huge for us. He's gonna probably continue to move into more and more of a prevalent role. Mm-hmm. Original plan was for him to be in the rotation and for Humphreys to be a top arm out of the bullpen. And I think if we go back to that at some point, um, yeah, I think now we will only have more depth in the back of our bullpen, and we become. Uh, hopefully an even tougher team so yeah i'm excited to see where that's headed but game fours man that's yeah. been our uh we're gonna get that one off our back at some hopefully point this week, but, yeah uh, hopefully this weekend absolutely yeah with cody and bailey healthy in the back end of the bullpen because cody can also extend a time i see him as an andrew miller type from the right yeah. side yeah so that's exciting I'm, I'm excited to see cody pitch and hopefully see ryan get a win on a on a game four yeah we gotta get to work for him for sure yeah for as far as the young guys go i feel like it's got to be natural to have you know, a few guys in your pitching rotation, maybe an outfield spot, but have you ever had a freshman starting at shortstop and catcher? True freshman? No, I don't think yeah. I have, actually. Well, yeah. Crazy. And two huge com- contributors so far. Yeah, and p- really important positions, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. uh, defensively and arguably offensively, you know, um, and both of those guys are doing an amazing job. Mm-hmm. You know, really, really excited for each of them. Simon is just, uh, he's a unique leader. Um, he has so, just some attributes that are, you don't find in people every day. Uh, he's a little bit of a character in all the best ways possible, and uh, people just gravitate towards him. Somehow he's a ball magnet. You know, he's getting oh, yeah. hit with foul balls three, four, five times a game. We're just trying to keep the kid healthy, but he's always a yes sir, I want to be in the game kind of a guy, and uh, he's had huge at-bats for us. He's been the unfortunate recipient of some multiple line-out double plays that he's just smashed balls and just right out a guy, but. Um, you know he's uh, he's he's playing kind of out of his mind right now, yeah. and it's been fun to watch. And uh, the, I think the, the thing that unless you're really close to the program and paying close attention, most people don't recognize is we've called pitches for 11 years, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's the he is one of two catchers that we've ever let call a game. He's a true Great. freshman yeah. doing that. If you'd asked me in the fall, w- would I ever let a freshman call a game? I would have said no chance. Um, but he's got a really good feel for the game and uh, and for his pitchers. And so for the guys that he's catching right now, um, he's done a tremendous job. Um, and it's really picked our tempo up. And I think it's helped our, our success on that Friday um, with those two guys. So for what that's worth, he's doing great. And then Brady stepped in. You know, he played second base most of the fall. And we made some position moves at the end of fall ball. And, you know, he has progressively gotten better. Yeah. He's been consistent with the bat. and uh, Leading hitter most of the year. Yeah, and uh, and I mean, I think that's just a sign of what's to come in his future. I joked with uh, Michael Stefanik, former, you know, player who's with the Angels organization. He came out to work out with us in the fall, and I, I joked with him that, Bray, I said, hey, you see that kid over there? He's the next Stefanik, you know, messing yeah. with them a little bit. And the last freshman I had start in the infield was Stefanik. And Brady left the fall uncertain as to whether or not he'd start this mm-hmm. year, but has found his way in and and has produced. Yeah, and yeah. I see similar with him at the bottom of the lineup. How like how last year you like to do Garcia and then Roper sometimes yeah. nine and one. Do you like to have that kind of you know, second leadoff man? Because right now you have Brady, one of the best hitters, leading hitters in the team, consistent. You have him in that ninth spot. Yeah. Do you see him 
sticking down there or later on forcing his way into one of those? Yeah, he, it's a good observation. You're always dialed into what we're doing. Uh, <laughs> you've kind of picked my <laughs> schemes apart, but that's a good thing. Um, no, I think he fits well there. I do. I think he's a high on base guy. I think um, he he can drive runs in. Mm-hmm. He can get you a base runner when you need a guy to turn the lineup over. Uh, I just really like him in that yeah. spot. So it takes some some things changing gotcha. quite a bit for me to move him out of there. We we considered it, and and I could easily throw him into the two slot. There's a couple other places where he fits, um, but right now I just think I like what he the depth he he kind of provides our lineup down there in that nine spot. And Garcia is another high on base guy. Mm-hmm. So if you have those two guys back to back, whether it's nine one or one two, um, you know I think that does some that can help potentially help us score runs. And that's really been a big emphasis. For us as a staff, like figure out how do we create a lineup that's got the yeah. best uh, potential for run scoring because that's been when we haven't been good. That's what our issue's been. Yeah, the pop is great. It's just a matter of having guys on base and then getting the big hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah no doubt. Yeah. All right, well, I, I could talk about this season already for yeah. an hour. So we'll turn back the clock. I guess yep. start wherever you want, but tell the people at home your journey with baseball. You know, from a kid, what makes you fall in love with it, to playing days, end of your playing days, and. You know, take as much time as you need. How do you become the coach at Westmont College? Yeah, that's a that's a long journey. Yeah. I'll try to give you the cliff notes. Uh, it's been an incredible one, um, an unanticipated one, I would say, that in terms of where the journey has led. Um, but I think you, you met, you know, and did a podcast with Coach Kagul before he left for the Cubs organization. So actually, I'm sure he said this in his. Um, he and I grew up together played Little League together, you know, I grew up in Northern California, right outside of San Francisco, and uh, played baseball my whole life, baseball and basketball is kind of, baseball is always, I was better at baseball, but basketball might have been my first passion, to be honest, just, you know, 5'8", on a good day, is probably not going to get you too far (laughs) in basketball, so, uh, but I could always hit a little bit, and was an infielder, and uh, so I had a pretty successful, you know, childhood baseball career, which led to, you know, um, playing varsity early and um, making a lot of errors behind Coach Kagul while he was on the mound. I'm sure he mentioned that, too. Uh, it was kind of funny going, looking back on those days. But, um, yeah, so so the journey from there is really where my baseball career started. And uh, I was recruited to two places, like heavily recruited to two colleges, uh, University of San Francisco, which is a Division One program, right in my backyard, yeah. essentially. Um, I kind of want to get out of the Bay Area. I, yeah. lo- I like it up there, but I was just like ready to play in some warmer yeah. weather. And uh, and then Pomona Pitzer College uh, colleges at the Claremont colleges, smaller Division three liberal arts institution. The coach there just I thought just made me feel like I was going to be a part of building something special. They hadn't won much in a, quite a while, and uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know. It was a different time. Like there wasn't as much on the internet. The internet was sort of just coming out. <laughs> Is it funny to say that? Even like, on, I mean, actually sending letters to recruit. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I got letters. I mean, wait for those letters, phone calls on the house line, you know, whatever. But uh, so I ended up going on a visit. Just kind of fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. Loved the weather. Um, really attracted to the academics there, and uh, and then went down and played four years at Pomona Pitzer. Uh, halfway through my freshman year, became the starting second baseman, started at second the rest of my time. We um, we won our first conference championship in 47 years, my junior year, that was 2002. And in 2003, we won the conference championship again. Um, so we kind of like lived out that vision that the coach had recruited me there, uh, set for me in the recruiting process by 02, so by my junior year. And that ended up, the end of that year, um, he ended up 
calling us in the summer. He had taken a he had been offered and accepted another job to go coach at Azusa Pacific University. So he was leaving for our senior year, which was a big bummer for me. I, I kind of, uh, a little bit of depth into my story, lost my dad unexpectedly in college. And so that coach was like, he was the guy that sort of grasped me, grasped me into like seeing baseball for everything it could be beyond just like, hey, this is a sweet game and I love being out here and playing it. Um, but like the family dynamic that you get being part of a program, like a special program, um, kind of the camaraderie, the unity, the lifelong relationships. He he was the one that sort of expanded my horizons in terms of seeing how baseball could be so much yeah. more than um, than just, you know, a game you love to play. And so him leaving was a big hit for me. It was really difficult. Um, but we kind of buckled down. I had really good friends with the same college roommate for four years who ended up getting – he got drafted twice, didn't sign his junior year, got drafted by the Cubs his junior year, didn't sign, drafted by the Phillies his senior year and signed – as a catcher, um, but uh, so you know he was he and I were captains. We were buddies, really close friends. We're like we're gonna have a great senior year. We go out, we win a conference championship, and the coach who took over that year is still the head coach there now, oh, wow, which yeah. is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so so graduated and and I got asked the question my senior spring semester that all all seniors in college get asked. So what's next? What are you gonna yeah. do? And uh, I was like, I really, I'm not sure. And like, what was your plan before you settled on coaching? Or just growing up, what was your idea? Yeah. I mean, business. It yeah. was like, I am going to run a successful business. That's what I'm going to do. I don't know what specific niche or avenue I will take, but I will learn how to run a business, and that's what I'm going to do. In my mind, that's just what it was. I actually applied to college as a computer science major, took one class, and realized that was way too much for me. I thought I was good at math, but it wasn't even close. I'm not like Dante, you know, yeah. Polacelli or some of those guys on our team now. But uh, I, um, yeah, I, so business was the focus. I was an organizational studies major, um, focusing on organizational leadership. And uh, pe the people would ask me, like, oh, would you ever get into coaching? And that was the only thing I knew for sure that I wouldn't do <laughs> at that time. I was like, no chance. Why is that? Uh, you know, it was just like, I think my mind was so wrapped up around making money, and uh, and I think it was like, well, I'm done. Like when I'm done playing, that's yeah. the end of it, right? And uh, and um, I want to get out, and I want to test the, want to take the skills and the attributes that I've gained and learned throughout the years in sports to into the real world and figure out how to make a lot of money. You know, that was just where my yeah. mind was as a 21 year old guy, and. Uh, and I went and worked for a year, and I was successful. Um, things were fine. I was making decent money, not great money, but um, just wasn't super fulfilled. Like it was, I can't really explain it. It just yeah. felt like kind of an empty, darker space. Like, man, this is maybe this isn't what what I thought it was going to be. But I have no idea now what to do now. And I can't. I ended up coming down to Pomona for some sort of like alumni event. Ran into my old coach. He actually had some of us over his house for a meal, and uh, the one that moved to APU. And uh, he called me two days after that weekend and said, you need to come back down here and coach with me and get a master's. And I was like, oh, man, I don't know about that. I never wanted to be a coach. But where he wrote me in was the idea of the master's because I could go down and get my master's degree. And he even t sold it this way, like, get your master's. If you don't like coaching when you're done. You have a master's. Yeah, yeah. like you're, you can go do whatever you want in business, and, but I think you have a chance to coach. So anyhow, came down. And the rest is kind of history. I started coaching there. Uh, I was still, even at the time, wasn't fully sold on it. Yeah. We had some great players. We had some great teams. We broke a lot of records there. Went to the World Series twice. Two guys made it to the big leagues off those teams. One's still in the big leagues. Um, 
we just it was a special time but i got my masters i started teaching at apu started doing some other things i think what i started to realize is that sort of void was being filled by the chance to invest in the lives of college yeah. students like that was i could i was starting to see that big picture again but from the other side right like i have a chance to walk alongside all these guys in their journey uh and and you know guide lead them mentor them whatever that looks like and so spent five years there the only head coaching job i had ever applied for in the five years that i was there was this one and i got it crazy yeah and so here i am 11 years later and i came here you know, i'll try to wrap this up here i know i'm talking yeah. a lot but uh your I, podcast your episode yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i came here and uh and i said a couple of things one we're not going to make excuses for all the things we don't yeah. have we're that's be, what uh, tc said it was yeah, awesome yeah yeah we're going to be grateful for what we do have and we're going to be great with that and uh and we're going to build our own resources not, again not focus on what we don't have and um yeah i mean incredibly grateful for tony and his investment in this process with me and uh yeah, I mean, the rest is kind of history. We yeah. just, we dug our feet in and we kept going and put our heads down. And, you know, about four or five years in, we hit that tipping point where we started winning a lot more games. We accomplished things that had never been accomplished. And ultimately, I think what I'm most excited about, I've always said this, I say it to all of our recruits, you know, I think the things that, that are most fulfilling for me are like going to a wedding and seeing like generations of yeah. Westmont baseball guys there that tells me we've built a program, not just some good teams. And that's way different. That most people that are outside of coaching may not realize that, but when you have a good program, people want to be a part of the program, regardless of what bodies are filling the uniform that year, they know they're part of something that they're all connected to. And uh, that's pretty special for me. That's been a big, big emphasis and vision for me. And I've, and I've loved every minute of it. And uh, we've been fortunate to have some awesome, you know, great players and great guys through the years that have made this an enjoyable uh, journey. And so, yeah, that's that's how I got here. Yeah. There you have it. Yeah, from the outside looking in, the culture you guys have built is is outstanding. Like, uh, I, I talked about this with my family and friends when I started broadcasting, mm -hmm. leading at last seasons. I was curious if there was ever going to be a team for the rest of my life that could ever make me feel something about baseball in the terms of, you know, like the Dodgers and players like Kershaw. And I yeah. thought, like, oh, it's never going to happen. But then, you know, I, I get to see Luke Coffey on a daily basis. Yeah. I, see, I see Bryce Morrison do his thing. I see Isaiah Leach at the walk-off homer. Yeah. And, like, just the guys you have, the culture you have, it is special. Yeah. And it's fun to tune in. It's fun to buy into and feel, even on the outside, just a little bit a part of it. Yeah. But, you know, the culture, it's, it's amazing. And it's, a, I think, really slept on program here, especially on campus. Yeah. we have a million good sports teams. Sure. You know, obviously, yeah. exaggeration. Yeah. But you guys are one of the, you know, the cream of the crop. Yeah, so appreciate it's, that. It's special. It's awesome. It means a lot. Yeah. Thank you. He's going back. I want to talk about before we get to, you know, the last year, yeah. the record and everything. I yeah. want to talk about those first few years. What was the transition like building the program, the building yeah. blocks? Yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, those were the dark days. I I call them the dark days, only meaning, you know, to to build anything that maybe feels like what you just described. Uh, you, it starts with a lot of hard work and and getting people to commit and buy into something different and something bigger than themselves that. You know the selflessness that it takes from players and coaches alike to say this is our vision this is where we're going and it's going to take hard work it's not always going to be pretty um, but we know we're going to get there if we can just stay committed to one another and to this vision and this mm -hmm. process um, so early on it was like my first year of coaching at Westmont 2009-2010 uh, was my first year of marriage we were 13 and 34 it was miserable <laughs> it was awful and how you know you question yourself like I'm sure anyone that's done anything successfully that took hard work, mm -hmm. which most things do, um, 
early on, they, if they're being truthful with themselves and others, like there are times when you doubt yourself, you doubt what you're selling. Is it, am I selling a real yeah. thing to these people? But I believed it. I think in the depths of my heart, I knew we could get there. I didn't know how long it was going to take, but I knew that I would relentlessly pursue it as long as they let me. Um, and I think what I saw, there were a couple of guys who really latched on in that first year that said, you know what, coach, like if, if everybody else on this team hates me, like I'm in for this, that's why I came here yeah. and I'm forever indebted to them. I mean, I have a group of guys that, that played here in 2010, 2009 that I probably talked to at least once or twice a week. Wow. You know, I mean, like that's like those guys um, as a young coach, I got hired here at 28, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, as a young coach to come in and take over a program trying to sell recruits. I mean, we didn't, our field wasn't even built yet. It's an amazing facility. I had a kid, Kobe Crest, transferred here from Arizona State, first guy I signed. He was playing summer ball in New York, and his parents came out to visit campus, and I was walking them on climbing over boulders, like, this is going to be our baseball field in the spring, I swear to you. And they're, like, looking at this 28-year-old kid, like, come on, are we going to send our kid here? I don't know about that. And somehow, you know, first I signed Kagul onto the pitching yeah. coach job, and then I got Kobe, and... Uh, a few other guys came in, and um, anyhow, those guys just became people that um, I think just, it's hard to put into words what their time meant to the development of this program, but each year we just say we're going to chip away a little bit more. That next year we get to have a full year to recruit. We brought, brought in a great recruiting class, guys like Brandon Gildy, Brent Fukushima, names that are kind of like not lost on the program, but man, guys who were just like instrumental in the process whose lives changed here at Westmont and uh, and meant a lot. But it was it was like, hey, guys, we're, every year we're going to chip away to get a little bit better until we get to a point where we're, we're relevant and this is how we're going to do it. And we consecutively won more games than the previous year all the way up until we broke the wins record for the third time mm. uh, in a row. Yeah. You know, at some point we're like, we can't keep Fair winning enough. more games than the year before. I mean, nobody wanted to say it, yeah. but in deep down you knew Not this is coming. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that was just what it looked like. We just – we stayed – relentlessly committed to what we set out to do and we never look back it's really I mean that's the simplified version of it and uh, and it took a lot of hard work and blood sweat and tears from a lot of people but now I think the guys who come into the program now are reaping the benefits of that labor that was put in early because now they do get to walk into a culture that's different that, that they're part of something that they immediately get welcomed into and hopefully can feel different about it. I think that's one of the biggest selling points to recruits. They visit and they're like, whoa, your team's like really close. Like it's, this is different. And that's my, that's my goal as a leader of this program. That I want that beyond everything. I think winning is a byproduct of that. Yeah, I think that continuity is something I didn't think would be noticeable in a college program Yeah, because guys are just tunneling in and out. Yeah. But when I talk to seniors on the team and then I talk to Simon Reed, I do see the continuity already and yeah. the culture and the way you guys just treat each other. Like yeah. I actually have a good core of the freshmen in my New Testament class uh -huh. that helped me pass. They're awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. awesome. I, I, get, I get the same, I guess, just head on right energy from yeah. those guys that I do the seniors. Yeah. And it, it's it's special to think yeah. that like that's been built and bred through a really long time. Yeah. And of course, you know, Bailey and Simon, that helps. Yeah. But that'll help with continuity, but just knowing that the culture is there and it's now self-sustaining it's allowed you guys to be successful for a long time now. Yeah, and it, it lets alum come back and yeah. you see the program and like, this is the same. Mm -hmm. They're like, man, you guys are a little better than we were back then, <laughs> but uh, but this is like, this is our program. Mm -hmm. There's certain core components that don't change. And like, I've come, I used to not like alumni games. Yeah. They just, you know, they're just draining a little bit. And you know, well, who's it for or whatever. But now it's just, 
man, it's so rewarding for those because those guys come back and they're all these guys that actually played in the early days with us and now they're coming back and seeing like coach this is like this is so awesome this is what we said we were gonna do and uh, so I think being some longevity is yeah. really like being able to live through this and not just say oh we got to successful and we jumped yeah. ship and went and took another job uh, no we're just we're trying to like sustain this over yeah. a really long period of time there's something that's so rewarding about that process yeah. it's not as common um, not always easy to do um, but yeah I love being a part of it and I love seeing that so um, all right let's talk about you broke the wins record yeah and I know I heard you, I asked you about it last year you call it our record in reference to you yeah. and the program as yeah. a whole yeah so I'll say your guys's record yeah how does that just feel knowing that at this school you know like I said the place you had rubble and boulders when you were yeah. first coaching yeah. here trying to build this field to know that no coach has filled out the right lineup card ever here. What's yeah. that like? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's awesome to have that, but I think what you mentioned a second ago, you, you know me well, which is awesome. Um, I've never, like, I've said this, and I, it's not, uh, like, a false humility. It's just the truth. Like, the, the record goes next to my name, but it's a collection of work that's been put in by so many people. You know, I told Tony when he left at a, lunch thing we had for him like yeah. his fingerprints are on every brick of the foundation of this program that we, that he and I were able to put together and uh, every brick not just like a few yeah. of them right like all of them and so I can't assign those wins to me or to to him exclusively it's it's a combined effort and so we always say we broke the wins record and it's yeah. not like this like fake culture thing it's just how I genuinely feel you know Kobe ha came in here I mentioned him so I'll use his name again he came in here Jordan Bottenfield, Colton Christensen, I can give you a hundred names yeah. of guys that were around in the first couple of years that put their fingerprints on those yeah. bricks and said, yeah, we're going to be a part of this. And then the next guy got to stand on those bricks. And so collectively we got to that point and it was, like I said, it was a little bit of blood, sweat and tears because those first few years were not easy. Um, but we hit that tipping point. We finally got over 500 and yeah. then we just started so believing we can win. Uh, most people don't know the story, but after my first year, uh, the fall of my second year, so fall of 2010, we did an alumni like fundraising dinner. We used to do this. We have a, we do the golf tournament now. We used to do that, and uh, we we had the rooftop at the Canary. This super nice dinner. All these people came back, and Dave O'Dell gets on the microphone. Okay, and <laughs> we're having this dinner with all these donors and alum, and he's like, "Hey, I got a challenge to the baseball team this year." If you guys can win 20 games this season, I'll shave my head. Odell <laughs> offers to shave his head if we win 20 games. This is still year be two. Close to, close to semi under 500 still, right? Yeah, I mean, we're like, remember, we're yeah, 13, 13 and 30, 34 yeah. the year before. <laughs> and uh, and then we finished that year with 19 wins. Oh. And our guys, you know, they kind of was a dagger to some of them. Yeah. But it also told me, you know what? They, they were a little like, salty about mm -hmm. it but that's that means we're recruiting the right guys yeah. like they they actually believe like that we can get where we're going and so while it was a little bit of a dagger it was also like hey he just sort of struck the right nerve yep. because now we know like we've got some guys that aren't going to accept where we're at right now and uh and then fast forward just a couple of years and it was i think like 37 39 Crazy. and then 41 yeah. or something like that and uh Coach Cagall was always really good. He's a stat guy. He's a records guy. He would always follow everything. And then, you know, we finish a game. He's like, hey, here's the ball. Write the we, you just broke, we just broke the wins record. I'm like, I didn't even know, like, what it was. <laughs> you know, what those things aren't as much on my radar. But, um, yeah, it uh, that was pretty cool. It was a cool accomplishment for our guys. And, um, yeah, so many guys poured into that. So 
pretty sweet. Yeah. All right, amongst those wins and maybe even a few losses, if you could take me through maybe one or two games that stand out to you as far as from a ma- managing standpoint that are just memorable as heck, yeah. what would those be? Yeah, so, so the first one would be, I've got a couple for mm. you. The first one would be, um, not sure the year, uh, I think it was probably 2012 or 13, mm. is it my third or fourth year? Probably 2012. Um, the, all the old GSAC teams were still in the league, yeah. APU, Fresno Pacific, Concordia, Biola, Cal Baptist, who's Division One now, and uh, um, yeah, they're all in the league, and we had just kind of been the team that you were supposed to beat when they played us, and so we go into the final weekend of the regular season, and we have to beat Vanguard three out of four times point, yeah. to get into the GSAC tournament, and uh it was incredible. I mean, our team dogpiled because we hadn't been in the postseason yeah, in like yeah. decades, right? One and, guy uh, threw back to back. Yeah, my yeah. my brother in law, Mitchell oh. Crocker. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Interesting wrinkle to the story. My brother in law pitched here for me for two years, Mitchell Crocker, and I mean, it was heroic what he did. He closed out the win on Friday, so we played a doubleheader Friday at Vanguard and then a doubleheader at home on Saturday. He closes out. He comes in with like runners on first and second on one out and induces a double play. Gets out of it. We win the game. Okay, so he gets he records the victory because we were we were behind. We gotcha. came from behind and won. Saturday, uh, same thing. He comes in, closes out the game. Tim Leary, our big power hitter at the yeah. time, had like a huge home run. Comes from behind. Crocker comes in, saves it, and we're like, we don't have a real fourth starter. Yeah. What are we gonna do? And he comes off the field, like walks in the dugout, just like, I mean, just stared right through me. He's like, give me the ball. I'm starting. And goes complete game victory. Bongarner has. Yeah, it was amazing. I mean, he got an article written about him in collegiate baseball uh, for winning three games in less than 24 hours, which is like unheard of. And then he goes into the GSAC tournament and throws a, he throws a, uh, he beats Masters through like eight, seven or eight. He didn't start for us all year. (laughs) The funny thing is, actually, earlier in that year, we tried to start him at Vanguard, and he got blown up and knocked out in, like, the first or second inning. So, uh, um, anyhow, that was a really cool story. That that team getting to that tournament was just such a a boost for the program. Fast forward a couple years later, uh, San Diego Christian just dominated the conference that year. We lost to them four times in the regular season. We lost to them first game of the GSAC tournament. We came all the way through the losers bracket and had to beat them twice. They'd beaten us five times, gotcha. and uh, that was Brandon Gildy and Rishway and Daniel Butler. You know all these guys, it, just a whole collection of other guys. Will Baring, um, and uh, we sweep them in a doubleheader at this field, Grossmont College in mm-hmm. San Diego. It was like graduation day. Our guys had caps and gowns they put on after the doubleheader sweep came home with the GSAC tournament championship which was our ticket into the national tournament for the first time ever that was an incredible one of the best days I've ever had on a field our guys tell me that I gave the best in between game like speech I've ever I had them going crazy I had Ryan Beveridge by the jersey I was like shaking them up uh, that was a big time day I'll never forget that day you had to be there like it was classic Westmont baseball like guys were going nuts uh it was fun and then uh yeah, I mean, the, the other one was probably, you know, the farthest we've ever made in the tournament last year playing USAO in the championship yeah. game. Well, it's a loss. Step. It hurts, stings a little bit, but that's one of the best baseball games I've ever been involved in. Never forget. It, yeah. Both sides. I mean, and people all over Twitter were like, I can't believe that guy took 15 seconds to get to first. I'm like, I, I, 
I talk to their coach and their player. I'm like, I have none of us. If you were around that field, you yeah. just know all the emotion that went into that when game. When you hit a walk-off home run to send your team to the World Series, take your time. Yeah, like, I mean, it was like I was <clears throat> upset for a while, and then I wanted to go shake the guy's hand. Yeah. I mean, it was just an incredible game. I think both teams just played their hearts out, and you walked away. It was one of the few games you could walk away from and not critique anything. Exactly. It was just like it just happened how it was supposed to happen, but both teams just played out of their minds. And, and really, you should have lost three or four times before the home run. Because Travis yes. tying it up in the ninth was yeah. my favorite moment of the year. Just yeah. buying us four mornings of baseball is special. Yes, and no then question. Will Anderson, I still don't know in the funniest way. I don't know how he gets outs at his, at his size yeah. and stuff. And the stuff isn't Major League-esque, but he gets outs. Yeah, and he, then they get two double plays. I think it was the 10th and the 11th yeah. with guys on that I was yeah. like on the cusp ready to call a walk-off. Yeah. And just buying you three more outs at the very yeah, least. Yeah, their coach came up to me there. after the game and was like, who is that lefty? <laughs> exactly. he just absolutely, when we yeah. key came in, we were like, all right, we're set. And he just um, shut us down. And that's Will, man. He's uh, love that guy. He just he's just deceptive, and he comes after people, and he's not afraid. He's just he's good. So yeah, yeah that was a pretty sweet sweet uh, memory. Even though it didn't end the way we wanted, it was it was a pretty cool game to have. I think it'll it'll be the kind of game that'll be fun to look back on when you guys get over the hump. Yeah, so, you know, it, it needed to happen. You know, everything yeah. happens for a yeah. reason. I believe that with baseball. If, yeah. If the Cubs take 108 years and the Dodgers take my entire life yeah. to do it, the day it happens, you'll think it was all worth it. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. funny just how quickly people's perspective changed. I mean, we never even got into, we couldn't even get into the national tournament yeah. for decades, and now all of a sudden it was like, when are we going to get to Lewiston? I'm like, let's yeah. just get to a championship game. Mm -hmm. in, in my mind, I don't know that maybe I said that as much publicly, but you know, just trying to say building blocks, these things take time. Baseball is a tough sport, and we recruit a lot of young guys, so we're not bringing in these lineups that just yep. turn over an entire team. In a yeah, year. You don't have Shackleford and Lapree. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just it's development. You know, like our guys were here for three or four years. Mm -hmm. And um, so, I mean, the progress they've, we've continued to make with, the, with these guys has been awesome. And it's been a fun journey. When it does happen, what will that mean to you and the program as a whole? Uh, I mean, that will be, yeah, I mean, that's the next big goal. Now it's a realistic goal, mm -hmm. um, whether it's this year, next year, who knows. But the pitching this year? Yeah, 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 we could. We have the pitching to win a tournament yeah. with Cody getting back. Um, I mean, it changes. The, I don't yeah. know that others see it as much as I do, but yeah. I think the dynamic of our staff all of a sudden just gets really, really good if we can keep him healthy and keep Bailey going. <coughs> um, but um, yeah, I mean, if we get there, yeah. that'll that will be that is the goal. That will be. I will say there are a lot of people like yourself that. Um, that we would try to find ways to get to come with us because it would mean a lot to more than just our team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's people like you that have invested. It, yeah. yeah, it's just awesome. Like we feel like we're part of a community that has that backs us and uh, like you said, that kind of like buys in yeah. from the sidelines and uh, wants to be a part of it. And that's that's super meaningful. Like it's hard to articulate that and express that. But um, I mean, even the name of this whole podcast came from your call yeah, exactly, against the yeah. UBC at that UBC game. I mean, that's a memorable yeah. game right there. Isaiah hitting that walk-off and you making that call and that thing just goes crazy on Twitter. It changed <laughs> my life. A walk, like a, a guy hitting a ball to right through. Isn't that like, crazy? Yeah, exactly. All of ours. Yeah. Like, it's, it's played a piece yeah. in this whole story and uh, if you wrote a book about it, I think it's just that's a pretty sweet one. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess lately I've just been thinking about like the, just I guess the fear of missing out because I've been talking to my boss trying to uh, convince him to let me just to stick around. Yeah. And continue to call games because I've joked, but I'm serious. I think I can call games here forever. Yeah. Like, you know, the goal is the major leagues, but if I was a Westmont College broadcaster forever, I think I'd live a good <laughs> life. And awesome. just the idea is, you know, I'm hoping that we can have, do really good in this regular season because if we yeah. can get another opening round, the idea of some random guy in another state calling 
the outfit sends you guys to the World yeah. Series for the first time in program history. That just crushes me. Yeah. So if you guys can get hot here in this regular Let's season, get them to give us another bid, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, I love that. And 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 uh, and for some reason, if we went somewhere else, we'd be fired up to be in the tournament. Heck yeah. Somehow, like I said, I'm not joking. Like find a way to yeah. bring you with us. I'll find a way to. We'll yeah. get you to make the call somehow. Right? Instagram live, the worst case. Yeah, scenario. I want yeah. you to be a part of it. I appreciate and, uh, that. And yeah, just incredibly grateful for your buy into our program and. And the value you've added to, I'm sure a lot of the guys on the team know this, and and others that kind of listen from a distance. Like I appreciate it. When we had a small college, and you have people that invest in your program that aren't directly on the field, a part of it, um, that's what can set a program apart. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 spectacular. Like I joke around, like in the dugout on Saturday, I'm like, here he is, like right <laughs> when you came in there. But it's yeah. like, man, you're a part of this program, and it's I, I love that. It. Like Thank that's like. That's so big time for me. That's that's the kind of stuff that great I think great programs are made of. It's like a collection of people that that all want to be about some vision that's bigger than themselves and and all push towards the same end. So um, yeah, appreciate everything you're doing course, and course. even for just Westmont Athletics. Like love the podcast, have loved listening to it, and just kind of this different light that you're bringing into the Westmont College Athletic Program. It's pretty cool. So yeah, m- as a coach here and an administrator. Super grateful. I appreciate it. My thought process is, you know, I always wish I could be treated like a major league star someday, and, you know, it never happened. Yeah. <laughs> and if I can make NAIA players feel important, I guess I've always believed, like, the, you know, people will believe what you say about them. Yeah. You know, no matter how yep. headstrong you are. If you can, if you tell someone they're important, their story's important, they're going to believe it, too. And yep. I think it does make their head just stand a little ha- taller. Is that Absolutely. what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Hold their head higher. That's that's yeah. the term I was thinking of. Yeah. yeah. No question. I, I, I fully buy into that, and I think it's true. I think there are a lot of good, worthy stories to be told mm-hmm. that sometimes get missed. And Ron Smith and I talk about that all the time. And so uh, I was joking with him the other day. I was like, when's Jacob going to get his spot, his shot at ESPN? You know, like, uh, but, you know, I just think uh, what you guys are doing is really, really special. And uh, and I think you're right. You've tapped into something that's really important. There's stories to be told. Mm-hmm. And you're finding a way to tell those stories. And I think a lot of people are really grateful for that. So Thanks so much, Coach. Yeah. I appreciate it. Any, any final words before we send off here? No, you got me fired up on the idea of Lewiston. So I'm maybe ready. just yeah. keep talking to the boys and let them know like this yeah, is your year that Coach Ruiz said if if we can find our way to Lewiston, Idaho this year that he's buying you a ticket to come with us. Heck I'm making that commitment good. right now on the podcast right, let's do it. that you are coming with us to Lewiston, Idaho. Sounds All right. they got to do is get us there. Right so on. That's official. All right. Tell the pitching staff, tell the bats to wake up at the right time. We'll get it done. Let's get it. Sounds good. Awesome. All right. Thanks so much to Coach Ruiz, and thanks to you listening at home with Coach I am Jacob Norling, this is next year, and I'm wishing you a very pleasant good day, wherever you may.